Cross the Streams podcast, Kip and Kane I own, a listen up segment. We've got David Gunn with us, and I'm speeding through the intro for the segment today on purpose because we got a techno- technological upgrade on Cross the Streams podcast because we got Kane and David on a merged three way call. Say hello, fellas. What's happening out there? What's going on? How we doing? Okay, so that sounds great. I got a three-way merge call on Tape-A-Call app. It's free. I wish they were a sponsor because I'm giving all kinds of plugs right now. Tape-A-Call app on your iPhone. I got to thank David for getting me on the iPhone generation so I could do the app in the first place. Okay, but you guys, the studio I'm in right now, I am in the rest stop between Wilsonville, Oregon and Salem, Oregon. In the back seat of my minivan with the three-way call merged to the Samsung Meteor mic because I I left my goddamn computer and all my tech for not only today's game, but this podcast in my mother-in-law's car and she babysat the kids yesterday. So I had to I had to drive 30 miles. She drove 30 miles. I grabbed it from her, gave her a hug, and sent them out. She said, where are you going? The rest stop. I got to go. <laughs> at the rest stop. I'm in the rest <laughs> stop. And the truckers are looking at me like. What happens at those rest stops? I know. Uh, I'm All back here. All stuff goes down at the rest stops, man. Some These... stuff that no one wants to know about. No, you don't want to know, man. They're the nastiest place. I have to stop in Middle Georgia all the time, every week, in yeah. a little rest stop because I got a weak bladder nowadays. <laughs> oh, uh, like ten times. Yeah, we could go on and on about weak bladders. Fucking <laughs> way, man. I can't get in the car trip. I got my wife tells me every time nowadays. Hey, we're going to be in the car longer than a half hour. You better go use the restroom <laughs> or we're going to have an emergency. It's so terrible, I got to pack a bottle, an empty bottle, just in case I can't make it. Uh. You never know. <laughs> hey, I've been there, man. I've been there. I, I, and I got to do, you got to do the Gatorade, the big. They got to get the big you one. Can't the, you can't do the water, regular waters, because it just no, doesn't no. work, man. I laid, I had no. Lincoln do that uh, on the, in the backseat of the minivan. And then we got to our where we were picking Kelly up from. And she was like, what did you have him do? I was like, don't worry, we got here on time. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Don't... Some man stuff <laughs> hey, so we're back uh, with a listen up in between season two and season three when Kane and I can get full episodes going, but Kane's got a bye week. David was open today, and on game days, today we open our season against Laterno from Texas. Up until about 3.30, head coach, I ain't got shit to do. If I go in the office... <laughs> I'm going to make up more plays that we don't know how to run, and it'll just make things worse. So <laughs> this is a great distraction. <laughs> hey, well, I'll tell you what. I ain't ever got shit to do, so I'm all, I'm all so. <laughs> Hey, so our traditional listen-up segments are typically we brought David on, and we've shared you know, various podcasts. We've had a Netflix edition where we try to tell people, hey, when you have time on your hands, you should be listening to or watching these shows Today, David, if you've got new ones for us, absolutely want to let you share them, but I really wanted to dive into some of the topics that have been on the podcast that all three of us watch and text about, because there have been so many good conversations, and I'm always in the van by myself hearing them, and I have no one to debrief with, so that's perfect for you two, but David, anything new, a new podcast that we should be on, or do you want to jump into topics? I got, I got one new one. 
that everybody should be on with all of the politics. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep hammering it. And what's going on in the world? So yep. important is the Pod Saves America podcast. Yes. I actually saw the preview on HBO. So is it a visual yeah, they too? Yeah, their own show too. Yeah, so they started a show on HBO specials that were. I think it was only like a four episode special leading up to the midterms. Yeah. But they do a regular podcast that is. Uh, it's amazing. It's some former. Uh, it's like John Favreau. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. The old, yeah, worked in the Obama administration. A couple of guys. Uh, but it's just fantastic. I mean, it's. It, it, if you lean to the right, you'll hate it. Yep. You'll absolutely <laughs> hate it. But if, if, if you have, uh, if you're middle of the road or left at all, yeah. with any common sense, it, it, it's just fantastic. I mean, it breaks politics down for the, to the, the comments and commentators so you can really understand what the hell's going on in the world and, and why stuff is happening. So, uh, And they always have some great guests on, too. So they had a lot of the different candidates leading up to the midterm so not just the candidates that you typically hear about but you know some of the candidates in in, uh some of the smaller smaller races and really kind of dives into what platform and why they're running so it's really interesting it's funny um so i definitely highly recommend it how long is each one because I tell you what, Kane and I, when we first started off in podcasting, we were like, man, we got to be under an hour. And then I got to listen to all the, your recommendations, and Joe Budden don't give a damn about time. It's two hours and 45 yeah. minutes. You know, Arian's a little shorter, but how long is the pod episode? Those are typically about 45 minutes an hour. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's funny, man. I've, I've been on the pod too. That was one of the first podcasts I started listening to. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, man. It was way back in your... Um, was recommended to me in 2016, right after the election. Oh wow! They've been and going that long. Wow! They've been going that long, and um, it was one of our uh, our DFO at Montana State at the time, Brittany Johnson, um, who is really big into politics. So her and I were always conversating about the election, especially that year and everything that was going on. And after the election, I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ! What the hell are we gonna do?" Yeah. Blah, blah. She, she brought this podcast up. Like, hey, you should listen to this Pod Save America. This group of former Obama um, speechwriters and, and guys within his campaign and on in his staff, and they talk about all this stuff, and it'll it'll make you feel better. Like, there's still hope out there. Yeah. And so I got on it, and it's I've been in it on it ever since. And it's like David said, man, it's it's really good, very informative about uh, everything that like anything anything that's happening in the news. You can hop on the pod Tuesday or Thursday I think it is now that they come out with new ones and they'll be on it like alright here's here's what you need to know about this 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 and this yeah and uh, obviously it is slanted a little left like David said but it I think it's extremely informative like I felt more informed about the elections this year than I ever have like candidates uh, what what to not just candidates but like certain proposals that were out there in, in states like the uh, um the felons, former felons, yeah. being able to the right to vote in Florida, uh, things of that nature, where it's 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 awesome in that regard, man. Just being uh, highly informed. Uh, David, let me ask you this: having you're in Georgia with one of the national races that caught so much oh. attention for you, like comp- I, I, and you can go on a tangent. Feel free. I don't think anybody listening is under any delusions Dude, of what's up. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't think anybody listening is any under delusions of what where we all land in the political spectrum. But did you? Could you feel it locally that the like it was a bigger deal? Could you feel the attention on the governor's race between a- Abrams and Kemp? Absolutely. I mean, it's it, it's everywhere and anywhere you go. Right? Yeah. So. Um, you know, obviously I've lived here now 11 years, so I've been through multiple elections. Um, this election, and I think it's just heightened everywhere, right? And, and, yeah. And it's in the political climate, but, I mean, you can't go anywhere without seeing um, the the Abrams or, or the Kemp posters. I mean, it, it, it's everywhere and everybody's talking about it, right? And it's yeah. all over Twitter. Uh, it's all over Facebook, you know, so... Uh, my Facebook friends were, you know, I've got some that are Kemp supporters and some of the stuff that they talk about and read in the comments. Uh, it, 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 it's really sickening. Now, my experience, I went to vote early. Mm-hmm. And I live in Gwinnett County where that is one of the specific counties that they're questioning as far as the, the voter suppression and yeah. what's going on and yeah. some of the different things that they've done. I mean, some of the stuff is absolutely ridiculous in terms of um three, four, five-hour waits on the night of election night, right? Uh, and yeah. some of the uh, counties and some of the voter um, were were uh, in some of the, the stations where the voting was being held were they're the most populated. Yeah. And they had two or three machines. Oh, my right? God. Jesus. Two or three machines, right? Yeah. So, so there's cases where they went and they opened up. They, they didn't have a key to a back room that had voter machines in it. So they couldn't get in to get the voter machines, right? Mm. They had a place where they didn't have enough power cords so they couldn't plug in all the voter machines. You're kidding me. They have found over 700 plus voter machines in a warehouse, right? And they were talking about that there just weren't enough voter machines out, period. Like, so... This stuff has been ridiculous. They had a uh, the polls were supposed to close what at, I think 7 p.m. on election night. Yeah. So Stacey Abrams and the Democratic Party and their their um, their administration filed um, some lawsuit and they actually won, right? But then they were able to keep the the polls open in certain districts till like 10 or 10:30. But then yeah. at that point, it's like bullshit. People aren't going to get back in line, right? The people right. that had left. Yes that were waiting four hours. They're not going to get back in line. Uh, so, you know, you talk about all this stuff. It's just crazy what's going on right now uh, in terms of they're still trying to collect the, the provisionals and the absentee ballots. and yeah. uh, it, It's just nuts. And Trump and the Republican Party, you know, especially what's going on in Florida as well. And mm-hmm. now they're trying to say that the Democrats are trying to steal the election when simply they're just trying to get votes counted. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm blown away, right? Yeah. Can <laughs> you imagine? It's just in plain daylight. It's in plain sight. Right. It's not even covert or hidden anymore. But then the people still defending it, it, it just blows our mind. And I think, and we all have friends. Like, we have some very, very close friends that, you know, are are, are right. Yep. Lean to the right. And, uh, and you know, it's interesting. Like, those close friends, I've yet to be able to connect with them to really ask, do they still support like like where they stand on that right right yeah some of the stuff is so blatant um that i i'm just i'm I'm tended to think right just knowing some of these folks that their their views have changed slightly like i'd have to imagine they've had you know like you would expect the basic human decency of we should count all votes right (laughs) (laughs) 
Kane, Kane, your daughter's a little too young for this question, but Dave, you can talk about maybe a, you and Carrie what your plan is. We have found, and David being in the hotbed, I want your take. We've had, we've taught like this election has consumed our house, and I, my wife and I. I don't think we differ in that we want our kids exposed to it. But I definitely think she would like to be the one that talks about it because I'm not sure. I mean, I've been very emotional about it. So like Wednesday morning, like Tuesday night, I'm glued to the TV after staff meetings and I don't even say hi to anybody. I come home and turn on Steve Karnacki's ass and see him on the whiteboard with, you know, county totals. And she, you know, so, you know, how have you guys dealt with it? What are your kids thinking? And Kane, I can remember we were very involved with it. Like I remember the Dukakis election was like a death sentence in our house. You know, so I think that maybe that's just how we were raised. But, you know, David, you can answer it, Kane, you too. Yeah, so obviously I've been very uh, consumed CNN. Uh, it's actually on on right now. <laughs> so I'm I'm watching the highlights and the, right. the updates. So uh, you know, and I, and I probably do. What, what, so if you walk around and you ask my daughters, like, "Hey, who do we like for Georgia governor?" They're gonna go, "Boo, Kim." Yeah. Like Avery, like I, I'm probably bad in that standpoint that you know I'm putting. You know, I, I'm, I'm putting my views on them, right? And right. I, I, I significantly, I, I, I have no qualms about what I tell them that, yep. you know, I, I think this election's being rigged, and I think, you know, Kemp and these guys, you know, they have their their prejudices, and yeah. I think there's voter suppression. So I try to explain that to, to my girls, right? But then I sit back and I think, like, gosh, I'm doing exactly what people on the right do with their kids, right? And you yeah. think about how, how their kids become... Right, because nobody's born racist, or right. nobody's born this, that, and the other. Right, they learn all these behaviors, and I'm kind of doing it the same thing. Right, mm -hmm. so that 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 I think about that, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, you know what, wrong is wrong. Right? Yep. So, I, I yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> so then I, I feel better about myself from that standpoint. But it's very, you know, it, it is very apparent in, in my household. You know, obviously my wife, you know, she works for the government, so she's surrounded by this stuff yeah. all the time. Right. Yeah. So she hates that I'm constantly in it because she lives it every single day at work so she wants to get away from this stuff. Right. Yeah. And then she comes home and I'm like nonstop glued to him in. You know, I'm telling her, hey, did you hear about this? And she's like, no, I, I, I she doesn't try to do the alerts on her phone with CNN. And, yeah. You know, because every alert that comes across is just like, what type of shit show is going on right now? Yep. What happened 10 minutes ago? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it consumes my house. My kids are you know, they, they know what's going on to a certain extent. Like, it was funny. So, the night of the election, you know, my girls are in bed. So, you know, obviously nothing had been called. Yeah. And stuff is still going on. So, uh, my daughter is like, you know, wake me up and tell me if uh, if Abrams won. Wake me up and tell me if Stacy Stacy won. I was like, no, I'm not going to wake you up in the middle of the night. Uh, I'll let you know first thing in the morning. I kid you not, she runs in the bed. Uh, it's like 6 a.m. First question she asked me is, did C.J. Abrams win, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, well, I can't answer that question. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, they've been asking me every day, right? Yeah. So what's going on? So it, it, it's kind of interesting. So I'm glad they have some type of interest. And I don't know yeah. if they really have an interest or it's just because, obviously, I talk about it a lot. Right. Kane, have you guys talked about how you want to deal with that? Yeah, uh, 100%, man. We, we talk about it all the time because it's the same thing. It's funny. Our, our household has been consumed by it. And I've now, I've turned my wife into, because she, when we first started dating and hanging out, um, she wasn't into this type of stuff. Like, yeah. There was no, 
we didn't really talk about it much, but now it is, she is all about it. And it's, it's fun in that regard to have, uh, to be able to, uh, conversate about something other than, um, obviously Ava is a big part of our, our conversations all the time, but the politics has kind of been our release to just talk yeah. about something different. Yeah. But, uh, we're, we're super into it. In fact, a similar story, David's story of her, of his daughter waking him up in the middle of the night. My wife actually woke me up in the middle of the night. Um, and I was like, hey, check your phone, see if Tester won. Yes. We were both yep. nervous about what the hell was going on in Montana yep. uh, with that whole deal. But, um, and we've had discussions as far as uh, how we want to raise Ava. And I think we both are on, on the same page that we want her very much uh, clued into everything that's going on as far as the, the political realm because we feel like it's important for her to be informed we uh, and it's going to be obviously she's going to lean towards our ideals and our values yeah which i think go hand in hand with you or should go hand in hand with your political views yeah like i don't think there's that much of a difference of like david said right is right yeah and um so how we raise her as far as her values right and wrong and things of that nature should go right into what she believes as far as the political realm and we want her to vote when she turns 18. We want to do everything that she, uh, because it, it, it affects people. Yeah. There's literally things that, that it changes people's lives in both a positive or negative way. Yeah. Whether that does for you or not. That's the thing that it, it infuriates me sometimes when oh. people tell me, well, I'm not going to vote. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter to you because you fucking live a privileged life. Right. But it, it, it matters to a lot of other people. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to go on a tangent real quick about the, the right <laughs> with, with that out of Because you bring up a great point, right? That yeah. aspect of, well, it doesn't matter to you, right? So I, I, I was talking to a, a friend of mine, right, who, who's, who's a Republican, leans very far right, and, um, you know, still supports Trump in any and everything that he does with all of this, mm-hmm. right? And it, and, and his argument, and I think this is a big argument on the on the right, is well the economy, right? So let's just say the economy, which is doing fantastic, right? Whether yep. it's, it's because of Trump or not, right? I'm I'm I tend to lean to the fact that you know he inherited this, and it's all right. based upon what Obama had started. And I think that's just truth and facts. But let's just say it is because of Trump, right? Let's just say it is because of Trump. So everybody's yep. 401k, everybody's retirement, everybody's. Uh, is doing better financially. Not everybody, right? But yeah. those that are already doing well, right? Those that are in yep. a position to do well. So that is such a very selfish uh-huh. standpoint to me, right? To see, well, just because I'm doing great, right? I'm going to keep voting just in my self-interest. Who gives a shit about the rest of the country right. and those that are suffering, right? Whether exactly. it's, you know, blacks, the uh, people of color, right? The, the women, women, right? It doesn't matter, right? As long as I'm doing good, like, and that is such a selfish um, take that that I just can't get behind, and I don't yeah. understand, right? Yeah, you know, that's all for. Yeah. I want to do great, and I want to do well, right? Yeah. But yep. I can't see our, our our fellow brothers and sisters come up as well, and yeah. if they're just uh, living in poverty and, and struggling, you know, what kind of society are we in? So yeah. I, I think that's just a bullshit. Uh, excuse to keep rolling and backing 
that administration. And I think that those, those that's a great segue from you guys to one of the other podcasts and segments I think we've all either heard, listened to. We've all listened to Arian Foster's Now What quite a bit, but his pa- David Pakman interview that he had on yeah, and and then you could the part that I thought was really good because Arian Kane kind of talked about when you and I had our back and forth about and David I'm just impressed number one that you guys have friends that are Trump people like I'm sure I do but I think people are scared to tell me because I might just cut <laughs> you right then like I, I don't know what to do like I, I might not I, I just but but Arian Kane kind of landed on your side of the thing. Like, I would love to talk, and he follows a lot of conservative pundits. And David, you and I have talked about Candace Owens, and Kane, you listen to a whole spiel with like Larry Elder and some other people. Um, but then David Pakman talked about he can engage with the concept of good faith arguing. And I yep. think that's where I think a lot of these debates or like even trying to attempt to talking to people that only know a talking point and David, like you said, are arguing purely from selfish origins or motivations. Like I, it's not good faith. Like we are not both attempting to find a solution for others. One of us is strictly trying to argue for the betterment of my body slash home. And that's where I just, I can't deal. And I thought in that episode of Arian, that was a phenomenal point, especially in today's climate. Yeah, 100%, man. I, 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 as I was listening to it, I was thinking about our conversation, that how many weeks before in our podcast that we were talking about though, that specific thing in particular where I wanted to dive down or didn't necessarily want to, but ended up going down this rabbit hole and listening to all these others that completely i completely disagree with yeah but i ended up just listening to nonetheless to kind of figure out where they're trying to come from or what they're coming what what their argument is and also i, I think it was i don't remember if it was pacman or foster that kind of said i want to God, i forgot how they said it but it was exactly within line with how i felt like like they said okay, challenge I, their beliefs to strengthen their that they're like they exactly yeah exactly challenge my own thoughts critical analysis to strengthen it exactly that i've so strongly held on to for however long uh, a lot of it having to do with how i was raised and and just people that i've been around or influenced by uh, and i want to make sure that if someone does want to challenge these beliefs that i have the, uh, the ability to fire not necessarily argue but uh, present my beliefs in, in a in a better way by knowing all the arguments against. Well, Kane, isn't it just like what Eggert put on one of our first season one podcasts yeah. that I still yeah. you and I still use in game planning? And David, you probably heard yep. us talk about it. The scientific method is not proving your hypothesis right. It's a it's knowing all the ways it could be wrong and disproving yep. it. Exactly. You know, so in our arguments, like, hey, I know you're going to say these five things about the, the the welfare state. Here's what I have. I know this yep. is coming. Um, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's funny you bring that up, right, with that scientific method. And, you know, what's funny is Arian brings up that a lot in terms of religion, which is a whole other topic, right? Yeah. In terms yeah. of just, you know, not to prove it right, but I can bring up all of these that, that, uh, these instances are scientific proof, right, about religion and aspects. So, yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Like it's it just it's uh it's interesting. And that David Pakman interview with him was again, I, I'd never heard of him. So Me neither. now I immediately started following him. And yep. the guy has some 
great stuff. Like it's amazing. The right? second that's the only reason I listened to that episode is because I saw you on Twitter started following David Packman. I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then I saw yeah. he was on Arian, queued it up. Hey, real quick, I know we we're, we got a lot of political stuff that we can still surf through. Where, uh, David, I know you're listening. You've told the, the audience before, hey, on my drives to and from my studio, when I'm cutting the grass, that's my consumption time. Kane, my, now that I'm in season with games and you've been in season for a couple months, I'm really struggling to find my podcast time. Because I feel like, and this is a, like a balancing act, like, Hey, Kip, you just spent 32 minutes on the Now What pod. You should have been watching Letourneau, Texas' All-American point guard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how have you balanced it? Because I'm still, I'm still struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have the 30-minute commute every morning. There you go. Um, at 5 o'clock in the morning, coming into work, and or the 25-minute going back home that I don't listen to music anymore like I've said multiple times yeah uh, I'm at that point where every once in a while I, I found my along those lines I found my old iPod oh it's <laughs> got like 1500 or 2500 songs whatever it is and it works so that's that's my music go to now I yeah. plug that thing in the auxiliary cord in my, my ride and I'm rolling getting your, getting your early or late 90s early 2000s yep. that's hilarious because I just rediscovered yeah. Southside by Lloyd and Ashanti and I've been crushing it I'm gonna write down a bunch of the songs that pop on on that thing and just I'm gonna throw those out at you guys because they are there are some classics that come on. <laughs> just screenshot your that's iPod my only, that's my only music time and every once in a while it's really when I do when I do play my iPod it's because I'm tired of hearing it uh, I, I'm done with the negative stuff for the day yeah like, okay I just want some a positive vibe I want this music to take me back to the 90s 2000s and yeah, and, and just I'm gonna chill for a second. <laughs> David, did but, you jump on Pod Save America or Kane on Wednesday to hear the fucking win about, oh, yeah. or were you still yeah, so mad well, about Georgia? Because I jumped on Gaslit Nation that we love, Gaslit Nation, Andrea Chalupa, Sarah Kindizor, and Andrea was like me, like hyped, and Sarah lives in Missouri, and she was like, "Oh, this sucks." <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because the, the Pod Save America, the actual podcast title of it was We Won, I think. <laughs> yeah. The deal uh, for on Wednesday morning or Wednesday night, whatever, whenever they came out with it. So I was yeah. anxious to jump on there as soon as the results of the election started to come in. And it was it was awesome because you know, there was there's still the, you could get the negative side of, of Tuesday night or in Wednesday morning as well. There's plenty of people out there that are like, ah, it wasn't this, this blue wave that, that supposedly was supposed to happen, and, and then you get on the to Pod Save America, and it's like, yeah, actually, you know what? It was. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, don't oh, you I wish? Wait to get into my car, like. Yeah. You know, most people would be like, God, I'm dreading this two and a half hour drive <laughs> the week. I'm like, I got my shit downloaded. <laughs> I can't wait. I gotta stop get my monster drink. Right now, listen. Uh, the monster. I'm glad that someone else is on the monster stuff too. That's all I drink. But anyway, um, Kip. Yeah. Well, along those lines, it's funny you, you talk about you said that because I, I listened to that hidden brain thing, and we can get into that a yeah. bit later as far as the um, the tunnel vision. Yeah. And the, um, but that's where I think you have to. You need to find a way to to get yourself onto a podcast. Get away from from the coaching and the yeah. basketball yeah. and give your mind a break from that because you'll find yourself to be a little bit more effective. Yeah. Uh, at least I think I do. 
yeah. when I actually take a break from from football and, and let my mind shut off from it and then right. come back to it later. No, I think that's a great point because I've I kind of discovered this about myself last year. Like, there's a point of no return on efficiency and effectiveness with film. Like, hey, you know what? You made a plan, and watching more of it is only going to make you question the plan. Trust the yeah. process, engage the plan. But, David, did you get a chance on the Hidden Brain? And i got to give my wife, Kelly, I own. Have you heard Hidden Brain? It's the NPR one with Shankar Vidotham. I have not. Okay, that's, that's a new one. So here's the topic, and Kane, you re react, and then Kane, David, see what you think. The one she sent me was too little, too much. And it was a study that human beings that i think it was massachusetts maybe or minnesota did minnesota. yeah in minnesota. world war ii they wanted to see what is the effect of the war on people that are left behind the battles with no food so they starved these hundred volunteers for a year and obviously the physical effects we know but they they underestimated the body's response to not having the necessity of food so they also equated it to not having sleep not having rest and your body goes into scarcity like addressing the scarcity in its system and you can only focus on what it is you need so like my wife equates it she sent it to me because I'm always mad when she wants to go to bed early and I want to stay up late and she was like my body's got a scarcity of sleep and then I thought to myself like I'm a hangry dude when I don't eat and that's all I can think of but they had like these scientific research backgrounds that your body will tunnel vision you into what it feels it has to focus on mm -hmm. yeah it was interesting man the thing that I really a couple things that I took from it was when he was talking about um, obviously the, the food deprivation is the one thing that people always you know whatever but I thought the difference between someone that was poor and someone that was rich yeah uh, right that, that mindset of when you're when the scarcity of money yeah and your mind you, you can't think of anything else but trying to get money and finding a way to, and, and so, in turn, you lose you lose out on these other things around in your life because yeah. all you can think about is these the scarcity that you have. Um, yeah. As far as just paying bills and, and surviving. So, David, they had and, an example uh, of a single mother who maxed out all her credit cards, had three babies to feed, and she got like a brand new credit card, the thousand dollars. She didn't plan. She didn't budget. She just went to Walmart and bought everything they needed and maxed it out in a day, but she had a, had addressed the fact that her kids were starving. And people were like, oh, you should have budgeted, you should have done this. And in the mindset, that they're basically talking about decision-making is a expendable resource. You can, there's only so many decisions you can make well before you need a rest from these, these, these absolute life or death choices, and you can exhaust your ability to do it well. And this, and this, and again, the people that are, are criticizing, saying, "Well, you should have done this, should have done that." Yeah, that's easy for you to say because you've had money. You've yeah. had right. You've never been in that position. position. You've right. never been in that position, and it just it, it kept me thinking of just that that cycle of of poverty and how people get caught in that and they can't get out. Mm -hmm. How? What else do they know? They can't. They don't know anything else. Yeah. Well, how much of that? How much? Uh, lack of education goes into that as well. I mean, exactly. it, it right. almost yep. segues you into the the uh, the podcast, kit, the conversation that Aaron had with his sister. Yes, sister, yep. Around, yep. Uh, 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 in terms of um, God, what was the term for it? food? Uh, 
No, I know I'm thinking of it too. About, yeah, yeah. Where she was, uh, I know what you're talking about. Where she's talking about basically fast food, McDonald's, and, and right, and that, and that cycle of obesity, yeah, and, and yep. poverty, and, uh, and you just get caught in these cycles and cycles, and it really comes back to you know lack of education and how those that will criticize and be critical of of individuals like that, and that's not what they eat. But yeah. you know, you only do what you know, right? And yeah, exactly. At the end, yeah, uh, exactly. So that's always interesting. The Arian and his sister, what do you guys think of their conversation piece? And I've been thinking about it, and I keep bringing it up to people that are always like, oh, God, here comes Kip with another podcast question that he heard. When they talked about, they both were of the opinion that uh, desegregation was a terrible thing for the black dollar. I thought that just blew my brain. Like, just immediately, I was like, what the fuck? And then I started, th- and then I started listening to him. And it made sense, but I, I'm not sure I'm fully on board with agreeing. David, what do you think of that part? Uh, it's tough. I think there's there, there's something to it. Yeah. Um, I definitely think there's something to it. I mean, that that's kind of been out there more and more uh, with with different individuals that that I follow on Twitter, and you hear more and more of that. Yeah. Um, you know, and really. Uh, kind of getting back to that aspect of only, you know, when we talk about people of color or black specifically and, and really only um, putting your money and your dollars into any and everything black, right? Yeah. And, and uh, I, I, you know, with the, that's tough. You yeah. Know, I, I, I think I, I, I straddle that line. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if I have enough, if I'm equipped with enough information yep. as a Agreed. to really make a definite opinion. Agreed. So that, that's tough for me. Agreed. Kane, uh-huh. um, uh-huh. here's one. This is, I'm going to go lighten the subject, but it's still a great point. David, your guy Charlemagne the God was on the Simmons podcast. And I was yeah, like, God, Charlemagne, Charlemagne's with Simmons? What in the hell? But they got into a discussion about the Kardashians and Kanye. Um, but I really was interested when Charlemagne said that he really basically said, why are people so upset? And I've done it myself. Like, what the hell is Kim Kardashian doing trying to get people free from prison? What does she know? And he said on there, why can't people be multifaceted? Like, why can't she be famous for being naked and on Instagram, but also give a damn about false incarceration? And I was like, oh, man. I guess you know, like some, like somebody would be like LeBron when they told LeBron stay in your lane, and I was like, I was pissed about that, but here I am doing the same thing to Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent, and I agree with Charlemagne because I, I, you know, I was, I wasn't one of those individuals that were like, why is Kim Kardashian doing this? Like for one, it was a great cause. Like yeah, she could if she has a relationship with Donald Trump. Right? Yeah. He can go and get this lady out of jail and really work on criminal justice reform. Like, why shouldn't she? And yeah. I think Trump makes a great Trump makes a great point, right? Donald Trump's a celebrity, so yeah. he know other celebrities know how to talk to celebrities. Yeah. Like the politicians don't know how to talk to Donald Trump. So if, if and same thing with, with Kanye and, and Jim Brown, first of all, it's like with with Kanye, like, who gives a shit what he thinks about his politics? Right. Right. People get so up in arms, like, yeah, I think he's just a dumbass because he's ill informed and then he mm-hmm. tries to spit his message, but I, I, I get I, I still question, you know, the, the the community and the culture that gets so invested into what he has to say around the, the politics, but as far as the, the question of being multifaceted, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yep. like you can do both and do a million things and I think 
to be successful in any type of industry nowadays, like you have to be. Yeah. Right? If you get stuck in one thing and one thing only, um, for one, you're going to get heavily criticized for one, mm-hmm. and, and it, it's going to be that much harder. You're going to get criticized for not taking a stance somewhere. Yeah. Um, and doing it in something, right? Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I I applaud Kim Kardashian in that fact. Yeah. Kane, do you think that kind of signifies like the death of the Michael, and I hate to put this on you just because I know you're a Jordan fan, but like the death of the Michael Jordan model of I just print money, I don't take sides so I can sell shoes to both sides? Yeah, because Republicans buy Nikes, they yeah. buy shoes too. Yeah. That, that was his famous quote that he will forever be known for now yeah. because at the time, um, for whatever reason, that's still, you know, it it didn't go over well then, and it's really not going over well now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the LeBrons of the world and, and some of these other athletes that have chosen to be more on the political side of things, I think that's the way, in my opinion, it should be because they have a platform. And when you have a platform, you should use it in a way that it's somehow going to create positive change. Yeah. And, it's very similar to like we we're just talking about Kardashian had a, a platform or a way in which she can get in front of the president. That's yeah. awesome, uh, and she used it in a positive way yeah. to try and get prison reform and to get someone out that didn't deserve to be in. And if she can continue to do that, great, because she's got Trump's ear because Trump's an idiot and yeah. literally listens to celebrities. So I guess it's like sure. if she's going to exploit that, you know what? Why wouldn't we let her? Exactly. Yeah, as long yeah. as it's for good, like why would? Yeah. For you, Kane. Kane, I got a question for you. Yep. Since you're you're a big Jordan fan, as a, as am I. Like so, you know when when uh, the whole thing came out with the shut up and dribble and blah 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 with LeBron, and then Jordan's team kind of put that blanket response in terms of, I think it just said something like we think LeBron's a great guy or, or whatever. Yeah. Just something. Yeah. Really kind of blanket, right? Not taking a stance anywhere. Like, yep. did you did you think less of Jordan? Like, be honest. Like, did did he drop a little bit for you? Yeah, no. And unfortunately, he's kind of dropped, uh, like, slowly but surely, in my view, in that regard, um, because yeah, yeah, of his unwilling unwillingness to take a stand in, in one way or the other. I think there was uh, there was another deal where. He came out with a letter or something. I want to say it was two, three years ago. Um, when uh, some on the same lines, it was either in support of uh, somebody had said something uh, regarding police violence or something, and he came out with a letter, and, and it was kind of it was the same thing where he just wouldn't really take a stand one way or the other. It was just a a blanket statement saying I support basically both sides and here's some money going towards this this and this yeah and it was just like golly man what would you just for one time <laughs> yeah take a stance and, and freaking take advantage of the position that you're in as opposed to just taking money all the time yeah um so that that part of it is a little bit on the court he's still my guy but off the court he is not one that i feel you can look up to as far as a guy that that took a stance for anything other than his own um, brand really yeah it's, just, it, yeah, it, it's disappointing I, yeah, I, it is. 
I, and it's interesting you know, and too. I, and I look at Tiger the same way. That's yeah. disappointing. Yep. Take a stand. Yep. No question. And no especially question, with right. Nike and the Kaepernick campaign proving that there's money in taking a stand still. Like you're not gonna. They they didn't lose any money. You know, yeah. in 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 promoting Cap. Like what 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 are we waiting on, Jordan Brand? What are we doing? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I keep hoping that something is coming out, like maybe behind the scenes something's going on. That yeah. We about this. Well, like, I just until... I just question all of these big businesses. When you look at, right, regardless, right, like when you look at the majority of the country, when you look at the, just look, go back to the 2016 elections, like yeah. the majority of the country voted for for Hillary, right? right. They, they, yes. they don't they don't stand with Trump, right? right? Yes. Now, now. You know, when you like think about that just from a business aspect, right? You could stay in the middle and you're gonna get some and some, but we, we saw what happened with Nike. Obviously they picked the right side, right? right. And their their yep. returns on their investment in Kaepernick had been huge, right? And why yep. wouldn't it why wouldn't you think that from the get go with how many people are gonna rock uh, rock with uh, anyone against Trump? Right. Like the, the majority of the country. Like that's just yeah. plain mathematics and I don't yep. see how these companies and these organizations didn't see that. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Yeah. There's no question. Hey, and David, what about the uh, the update? We're on we're on this tangent of maybe some positivity. The Supreme Court taking up the Curtis Flowers case from In the Dark podcast season two. Yo, that was amazing. It was, right? huge. It was such good news, right? That yeah. was such a good feeling. You know what was um what was so cool to hear? Like I. I, I got on that podcast a while back, right? Yeah. And man, I was just glued to it and and going through it. And then I started following it on Twitter because I, I never really thought to even follow it on Twitter. I think you told me to follow it on Twitter. Yeah. I'd already gone through the whole season, so I started following it. And, and them providing just updates of where that case is. So you, you're just staying mentally and emotionally involved with mm-hmm. what's going on. Like, I feel like I know this family, right? Yep. Um, with the with the flowers family, so that was really cool, and that was something really really positive. And just to read like the comments of how many people are emotionally invested in yep, that, yeah, um, it, it's really cool. Kane, have you got to listen to any of those yet? In the dark season two? <laughs> no, I have not. I've not got on that one yet. I've been meaning to, but have not got that one and I feel like you're in a better place like when we were listening to it and David was before me there was no light at the end of the tunnel so it was it could depress Uh the hell out of you with the criminal justice system (laughs) but at least now like when you listen to it you'll know after you hear it we won't spoil it for people out there the Supreme Court is going to hear it unfortunately that means Kavanaugh is going to be involved (laughs) and my girl RGB fell down some steps and broke some ribs Ruth can't we got to keep Ruth in a bubble Man. What is yeah. going on? Jesus. Anything else before we wrap up, folks? I know. Yeah, you can't get out of there. Like. No question. Any more pods uh, from you two for people to be listening to before before we take off? Uh, serial. The serial podcast. The latest season. I think it's season three or season four. It's all about criminal justice reform. Uh, they're in Cleveland, Ohio, and courts just going through different cases. Absolutely amazing. Do you have to have listened to the previous seasons to listen to this one? No, you you wouldn't have to listen to any of it, but it's going to um, it's going to piss you off and really want to want to help want to make you get involved in what the hell is going on in our criminal justice system. Yeah, will blow your mind. 
Well, if that if it hadn't already if you listen in the in the dark and you hadn't already come to that conclusion, I don't think there's any hope for you. Because oh, but Doug like, Evans, uh, if I saw uh, Doug Evans on the street, I might maul him. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. God. Uh, Kane, anything else from you that you listen to? Um, no, not that uh, I, I'm I'm so entrenched in, in just all these different all these different podcasts make me dive into even more stuff. And yeah. so I go from the podcast to YouTube clips to uh, following new dudes on Twitter and then and next thing you know like like the similar the rabbit hole I fell into how many weeks ago I mean another it's it is almost too much like I've, I've got to come back what I'm starting <laughs> to do is, is, is write stuff down like, yeah smart journal stuff yeah because there is so much information that I'm gathering and again it, I, I'm so pissed at myself to a certain extent like uh, I know I've been informed over the course of my life but I don't feel like I was been. I have been informed enough mm-hmm. over the like. I, I think in comparison to most of my friends and, and people that I know, and I think I'm very well informed. But in comparison to people that I want to argue with, yeah, um, <laughs> that are you know that have, I'm like these right wingers that are that have their own YouTube channel. Like I want to, I want to, I'm on like my own little solo mission of getting myself to the point where I could sit and go to that, what is that, Politicon? Yes, that was uh, that Pac-Man was talking I, about. Yeah, I almost want to go to Politicon in a couple of years and try and get on stage with a couple of these dudes <laughs> see what I can do. Right. It's almost well, my own little individual goal right now. Hey, so, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Kane as well. So, you know, you, you bring up a good point, Kane, in terms of... Uh, not as informed and I would almost take it as like maybe we weren't as engaged right yeah like, yep that's probably a better word for it yeah not as engaged and you know do you think that comes from this the fact that you know sports consumed your life and like me too like I wasn't I didn't get engaged in this stuff until the you know over the last couple of years just yeah. really uh-huh. anything outside of sports if it didn't involve sports yeah with, with me like I, I just didn't give a shit about it like yeah. I, I uh-huh. it, like I didn't even know how to talk and I still to a certain extent, like, uh, with even, like, some of, like, my neighbors or this and that, like, my wife always felt like, they don't engage with these people. Well, they don't like sports. I don't know what to talk to them. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to go back and hear, like, Jerry Jetty's government class. What the hell were we doing in there? Because we... I'll tell you what I was doing. I'll tell you what I was doing in that class because I remember specifically, I wrote a bill. Remember, you had to to write a bill. Yeah, you had to write a bill. I wrote a bill that college athletes should be paid. Oh, there! So you brought sports into it too, yeah? I brought sports into it, but yeah. I did it in a very political manner, and I got the bill passed. Now, yeah. whether or not I it passed is because I was, you know, homecoming king, a pretty popular dude. Okay. Or whether <laughs> I, <laughs> or if I actually argued, but I felt at the point time I argued my points very well. And yeah. Well, if you go and you flip out that floppy disk, <laughs> I do think there's a piece of this to where we're now adults and with kids and we have a better understanding. Like, I always cared about the presidential election. I didn't give two dams about the Senate or the House or local races. Like, I was in... the last time you actually thought about a midterm election? Right. But I was engrossed in the amendments 100 through 105 here because they were all booby traps from the right. And I would have never given a damn before it was like, how could that affect me or my kids? 
You know, so maybe that's part of it now that we have people we feel we need to protect and a greater awareness that the world is pretty terrible and we, you know, maybe a a responsibility to do something about it. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, too. I think, um, and I've talked about this with my wife quite a bit as far as just the bubble that we lived in 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 Bozeman, Montana. Mm -hmm. Um, A blue county in Montana, which is rare. Well, it's just, it's, it's it's a very... Um, it's a great place, don't get me wrong, but you kind of are in this bubble of what really is that bad about the world? Yeah. What really is that bad about the country? Yeah. And you can get caught up in that if you allow yourself to. So, do. Yeah. And um, I think it, it definitely helps if you've been able to travel the country, travel the world, and see things from a different perspective and, and see things that aren't so great mm-hmm. and it makes you realize that holy shit there are people that don't live in uh, this freaking Pleasantville yeah and so <laughs> that definitely helps you understand and realize like man I, I need to be or at least you should uh, have that feeling of what what can I do what what else can I do man and I think it's funny Arian Foster brought up a great point uh, when he said that uh, it takes a village um, mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to comprehend some of these talking points of the, on the right as far as taxes are concerned and uh, some of the things that, again, don't, just because it doesn't affect you, it definitely affects other people. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah. Sometimes, though, I tell you what, my wife and I talk about it a lot. Sometimes I do wish that I would take the blue pill for the Matrix and just go back to giving a shit about sports only. I think it would be easier. <laughs> I think it would be well, easier. You know what yeah. I think What I think changed, at least for me in that aspect, is when I started getting involved in social media. Like, I was yes. always, always that guy that yep. was reluctant to get on. You know, I always had a Facebook account, but I never active, never checked it, never posted, never saw anything. Yeah. Um, same thing with Twitter. I was always just late to the game. And yep. I have a uh, shout-out to Malika, my cousin that lived uh, here in Atlanta. Like she used to, she used to, she always comes over for Christmas. I remember a few years back, she helped me start a Twitter account, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And following this, like with Twitter and Snapchat, I never had them. Uh, but I think that opened my eyes to the fact of not taking everything for what it is, right? Yeah. Like, you've always yeah, just yeah, been yeah. told that this is the way it is. This is yeah. the way it's supposed to be, and this is truth, right? Yeah. You get on Twitter and, and all these social media platforms, and you see all these other stuff like that is all bullshit and that's what opened my eyes like yeah like kind of like you can you get into these rabbit holes and you start digging deeper for your own yep. information and i think yep. that's what kind of got me out of the cycle of sports only right mm-hmm. because uh you're gonna find much more than sports right yeah no uh, let's go on these platforms and i no think question. you we've talked about all three of us i now have like i have a dietary need for information you know, yes. like I have to, and so, and I know people always talk. Oh, Twitter's this bubble, and you know what? Though, if you use it right, Twitter's just access to info. Like if, if you and I and I have like I I can honestly say I probably spend too much time on it, but I feel like if I don't stay up to date with what's being said, how can I have a, an, an up to date opinion? You know, if I yeah. don't know what the hell's going on, like I don't think it's okay to say, well, I don't I don't really know, but I'll, I was always told. I think that's a bullshit line. You know, yeah. like I was raised. You know what? Maybe you were. 
I hope you've come to validate it somehow with how you were raised and or recognize that how you were raised, like there's a big fear and I'm, I'm finding this in some of our toxic masculinity work. Um, there's a big fear to look in the mirror. And I'm not saying, and I think the only reason I'm more open to it is literally sports driven, David, that I got my ass whipped as a coach for a lot of years. And if you don't get humbled by that and look in the mirror and go, man, it might be me. I think that opened my eyes to some other areas where, wait a minute, you're not that sweet, Kip. So maybe I've gotten over it, you know, I've gotten over some of that, that because guys are, the men that we encounter with our program, when we go out in the community and even on campus, there's a lot of fear of self-reflection, like just terrified to admit yep. you have a flaw or may need to re-examine something. And that's the hurdle that I think in, in a lot of cases, but I think there's access to doing that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting, man. Let me ask you this, both of you guys, and going off of those that type of conversation and having those conversations, do you guys find it hard to have those type of conversations as far as just politics in general? Do you find it hard to, because I know like David, you said, uh, it was easy to talk with people about sports unless they didn't know anything about sports. They're like, well, how the hell am I going to get along with this guy? Mm -hmm. You find it hard to now have conversations that uh, start to lean towards political conversations because you're not quite sure where they're going to stand and if you're going to end up in an argument. I think Trump... Go ahead, Dave. You go first. I was going to say, with with just kind of in, in my bubble, right, in my circle of where I live, you know, who I interact with on a regular basis, I would say I'm probably much more informed than the majority of folks just because I, like, like you said, this, this thirst for information, like, I consume yeah. it all, and, and plus I just have a, uh, uh, I, have, I have compulsive disorders anyway with stuff, <laughs> I guess it's onto something. Right. So I consume it all, and I assume, consume it all really rapidly, right, when I find something I'm interested in, so... It's tough. Like I was trying to have a conversation with, you know, someone I I, uh, I work with, you know, and just bring it up. Oh, so what do you think about this? And they're just they're not nearly as informed, so that makes it difficult. So then, like, I just feel like, you know, not that like I'm intellectually above them, but I was like, ah, like ah, you you can't hang, like right. you don't know enough. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had the conversation, and then we try to move to something else. Yeah, right? you so wouldn't you wouldn't play one on one. You wouldn't play a live one on one basketball game with your daughter. You wouldn't do that because they're not no. equipped. They're not equipped. They're not yeah. equipped, right? Uh, I would say, Kane, in answering that, that the Trump election, and I'm sure you guys felt some of this as well, made me hesitant to do it because it was going to expose people I thought were friends of mine. Uh-huh. And I didn't, I, I was, and I'm, I'm kind of over it, but I'm still like, you know what? I like this person. I'm not sure where they land. And I'm afraid if I go down this, I'm going to expose a Trumpian, and we're not going to be friends anymore. So I've been I've been trying to wade the water a little bit. Not everywhere, but for any means. But I'm you know where I do, and I'm lucky because I'm the head coach, and I can drive conversation in my program. I love talking with my players about it. They're well aware of where coach lands. Well aware. Um, but they they're more you know their classes are talking Have you about got it. Any pushback at all with that? Like I always. Yeah, I, I find that interesting. I love the fact that like there's no secret. Like, yeah, no I mean, secret. You can very much be that 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 coach and that because I mean you're 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 a leader and you're this figure right in right. your community right right where 
parents yep. send their kids to you? And, yep. Like, is anything from your administration at your school, like, is there any pushback? None. I've been lucky. Right. That's I've been lucky. Cool. I work at a private institution that I think Willamette, yeah. and this, I don't want to sound like the recruiter, but Willamette's well aware of its flaws, and the people are well aware of its flaws, and it's just a place where you can work on them. So even if somebody was like, Kip, I got, I originally with Kane and I's podcast, David, we talked about like, man, where do we go? What if a recruit listens and or I've done nothing but share it and parents are there. I think they feel more comfortable. They know who I am. Now, would that, does that filter some people maybe before they take a visit and maybe I lost somebody because they're afraid of X, Y, Z? Perhaps. I don't know if there's data for that, but I never, my players are aware that Kip's not trying to make you him. He's trying to make you think about why you're you. And so now I'm not I'm sure I'm not I'm not perfect at it by any means, you know. Like I, even in our masculinity stuff, I tell him Kelly would come in here and laugh at some of the things I say I'm trying to get better at. Um, right? But at the same time, I think they feel free to engage me and I, I think that's fun. You know, I, I don't want to do it when we're the guys Tuesday night, right? We had the, all the elections going on. The guys like, coach, we can go a little shorter so you can see the results. I was like, you damn right. We are you damn right. So, so it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's kids in our locker room that are, I didn't vote the same way coach did, but they know I'm not going to play them less because of that. And they also know that yeah. they can come in my office and talk about it whenever they want. So man, yeah. I think that's, I'm lucky because I'm the king of the castle in the program. If I was an assistant, I, I would not do that, you know, without the head coach's blessing, but I am the boss. So I can, I can set that tone. Shane, I got one more thing on, on, to answer your question about that, right, with with having these, these conversations and things like that. I think there is something plays into, too, with, with Kip, with toxic masculinity that I even find within myself, right, that, that you know, I, I tend to not have deep conversations with, with individuals, right, and I, and I consider when you get into some of this political stuff and you know, it's more, it's it's much more than a superficial conversation, right? Right. And right. Yeah. I think that's just in general, like not even with my my close friends, really, pretty much outside of you guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I even look with like Jason, Nick, uh, all of like Devo, like some of my my really close friends. Like, I never get into very deep conversations, especially about this. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if that's from just a Again, could it be chalked up to toxic, toxic masculinity where you you don't have these deep conversations that could evoke some of the different feelings and yeah. emotions mm-hmm. or well, yeah. what that is? You know, I don't I don't know. Right. right. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's and I ask that because I know I I struggle with when where to have these conversations outside of again, just like you said, this right here, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Because I know we're we're totally into this. All of us are. are dive and dove into this and, and love talking about it but you don't want other people to and maybe it's just me and, and my hang up of not wanting to make people uncomfortable mm-hmm. in certain situations Yeah. Um, but I have had these conversations with really close friends and, and like Kim and I we've talked about that before where, and the conversations don't go not necessarily bad but they end up down a path that probably we didn't necessarily need to go down. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with, with probably the alcohol. I was about to say the, the added component of those is always the alcohol, and that's never good. Yeah, yeah, but at least at the end of it, uh, we are all in a better place, I think, because we all 
understood and know where each other stands on certain situations and we can somewhat joke about it now yeah but at the same time i know i'm we can joke about it but we're not joking because i I don't think most of these things are none of them are joking matters is that a similar setup and and i agree with that last point kane it's not joking but is that where we're all and we're trying to get better at it something that arian brought up with when he had his psychologist on which i thought was awesome um, as somebody that has his own therapist, I need to bring Doc on and just talk. Um, but when he talked about stop trying to view the, the world as a binary choice, one or two. And so if somebody voted one way, Kip has to not view that person until I know them better and or dive into it with them. That they are fully 100% that thing that I associate yeah. the vote with. You know, that's hard. That's hard because I feel like a vote for the top of that ticket is a wash on all the other things you could possibly agree with me on. But maybe that's not true. Maybe that's my fa- the fallacy and my error. But I'm trying desperately, I'm not good at it, to be this or that oriented. Like there's a middle. And I think that's... Yeah, what, I, I, that's I think that's impossible not to have, like, look at somebody some type of way. I right. can find that out. For yep. me, like, I, I just... I'm going to look at you, you know, we're going to be cool, but I'm, I'm going to look at you some type of way yep. and have some type of feeling yep. about it. See, I, that's why I think Obama's amazing, and this will cost us listeners in Montana. Obama is <laughs> Obama is so good at, like, remember his quote he just said, and uh, it was on uh, one of, I can't remember, it's Hidden Brain. He said, better is good. And I think even the younger generation of people is always like, no, we got to revamp everything. Like, that's why the blue wave on Tuesday wasn't seen as a wave because it wasn't a complete destruction of the enemy. But o- Obama's probably always been right. Like, no, progress is good. Better than yesterday is good. And I have a hard time with that. Like, no, we lost. We're, that's it. We're terrible. No, we did X, Y, Z. I, I'm not saying I, I've adopted that philosophy 100%, but I think it's probably worth exploring. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that one's yeah, that one's tough. I know, man. You know, that that's a straddle one, right? Right. It's it's, it's funny because I kind of align with that a lot more than you guys do. Yeah. I think just from knowing you guys very well and knowing that that I think um, I on um, I can see where that I find myself a lot of times in that mode. I don't know where I get it from. I think maybe it's a little bit from. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think pops. I think our dad is much more like that, Kane, and I think our mother is more like me. Yes, that hundred percent. Yeah, and you see our dad get along with anybody and everybody, regardless. Right. And um, and mom, on the other hand, will find a fight or pick a fight with anybody. (laughs) 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 Which I think is awesome. Like I I wish there was a, a little bit more of that in me sometimes. Like. Damn, I wish I could go straight rah rah on this. Um, but that's for whatever reason, the the, my, the the pops part of me just overtakes it all right. the time. Um, and I do. Uh, I like I like the the part of okay. You voted this way. I'm actually curious. I want to know why. Tell me. Tell me why. Let's dive into it a little bit. If if you're willing to do so and try to figure this out and maybe somewhere in along the ways we can kind of pull you a little bit towards the other side of things mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily always work um, but I'm always curious as opposed to alright fuck you type deal yeah you know? right. but, but I think what's the hardest part of that 
came that I that I found like because yep. I I tend to always want to know the why too right like yep. let's, let's yep. just talk about gun reform right so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's huge down here right I'm I'm right in the middle of it right in yeah. Georgia with with the Second Amendment right in, in gun reform so you know that the the the, the right wingers and the Republicans are so adamant right you know and talking about that everybody on the left just wants to take away all the guns where I don't think I've ever heard one politician <laughs> right yeah I've never heard one politician say that they want to uh, get rid of the second amendment right I haven't, I haven't heard one politician say that in terms of all of them have said you know we just want uh, you know sensible gun reform right mm-hmm. yeah. with, with, with having some, some different background checks or, or whatever right yeah yep. so yep when I ask that question to individuals that heavily support the second amendment right and I ask the question like what is so wrong with wanting to let's just talk about AR-15s right yeah wanting to have a ban on AR-15s right which you know I I I guess for the life of me I can't understand why they're legal and and what what would you would need one to protect your home with exactly and then you get the talking points of oh so you want to just Rewrite the the Constitution and get rid of the Second Amendment. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I just ask, like, what's that has nothing to do with right. the, yeah. the Second Amendment, right? And then the fact of they talk about, well, it, it, it takes a, uh, what is it, what's the quote, that the talking point of good guy with a gun? Oh, it takes, a, yeah, the only thing yeah, to yeah. stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. So, wait, <laughs> when have you ever saw a good guy with a gun with that AR 15 stop a bad guy? Like, it's, it's never, right? No, right. You know what's funny? You mentioned the talking points, and I think Pacman talked about this in Arians. And you guys probably heard the terms. So I yep. took a I took a propaganda and per- persuasion propaganda class in college. You know, in the time I was like, whatever. I just got to give some speeches. David, I actually gave a speech about selling that beat up Chevy at your dad's dealership to Tilton Old Bull, and it was smoking behind him. Uh, oh yeah, Tilton. We screwed him so bad on that deal. It was awful. Sorry about that, Tilton. Sorry, Tilton. That, that's, that's entirely on me. Uh, it's one of two cars I sold in four months. It's fine. So, but you know these straw. You know the terminology, um, straw man arguments where they insert something that you're not saying. Like I'm not. I am not coming into this for your weapons in your house. Like I'm not. Yeah. Nobody's coming to the door. 
Um, and so, like, just yep. the, the ways that, like you mentioned, David, Fox News has inundated its supporters with these false, these fallacy, you know, these false equivalencies, these straw man arguments, these red herrings that I learned about at age 19 and now at 39, I'm like, oh, my God, Professor Smith, that's what she was talking about. This is like out of the Goebbels playbook. better at that than Kelly Conway and, yes. and, and, uh, and uh, Candace Owens. They're yep. the two best at it yes and did you see did you see that kellyanne conway however can you imagine their house their her husband worked for obama and just wrote an op-ed that the new appointee of the attorney general is illegal how do they get along did you hear what trump 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 tried to murder him oh mr kelly conway oh my how do they get along I see. I'm not that wow. big of a person. Maybe he's a better person than me, because he's married to Kellyanne Conway. Because I know I couldn't do it. There's no way. Yeah. No. I, I thought that was. I thought that was, that was awesome when they were talking about how the right wing is very well, much well branded. Yes. Um, yes. But isn't that because we have a freedom of thought on our side? Like we're yes, it, like that's our greatest thought, strength and our greatest weakness is we all think different things, you know, and we're okay with it. Really did a good job of, of explaining the whole the talking points that we're talking about, as far as how much easier it is on their side to argue because of their talking points are so much. They're they're very rehearsed, like we just said. Yeah. But they're also very. They're, it's a very easy, quick, and understandable talking point. Yeah. Taxes are bad. It's my money. Yes. Guns. It's the Second Amendment. Don't take my guns away. Yeah. Well, they it's, they them. They breed these. They breed these individuals, right, to come up, and, and it's almost like they're recruiting them and and grooming them yeah. to become these future leaders for them, right? So yep. they start them at an early age. It's just like somebody that's grooming their kids to be a basketball player, right? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. So it's amazing. Yeah, the the, the Republicans in the in the right wing like are so far ahead in that aspect. Mm-hmm. That it's going to be very very difficult. Um, until we, till until the the left or the Democrats or whoever, like you know, and I don't even necessarily like to say I'm a I'm a Democrat. Like I just mm-hmm. should I just believe in, in doing shit that's right, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great point too, because I'd like to point that out as well. Like it, I hate the Democrat Republican thing. I, I think it's I think that's a big part of the problem is oh, people God. only identifying with with one side or the other. You can't be in the middle. You can't. It, it's like fuck. I'm going to agree with certain... I agree a lot more with the Democratic side. I don't get you wrong there. But it doesn't make, make make it have to be just because you're Republican. I don't agree with everything. You may have something along the lines in your platform, whatever you're running on, that I may agree with. Mm. But I would love for you a, to point that out to me, what that possibly could be. <laughs> but that's what I'm not... I'm just saying, like... Out, there's, a, there's Republicans out there Yeah, maybe have some kind of something on their platform that they're running on that I could potentially agree with. Yeah. But regardless, it's not it's blue, red, Democrat, Republican. Let's fucking get over that whole identity yeah. of one or the other and start actually trying to talk to one another and, and actually get some shit done would be my biggest point in that regard. And I think, you, once again, you're better at that. Solution. You're better at that than me because I'm a us versus them guy. So I'm a blue versus red guy, and you're you both of you are right. Like, there's plenty of stuff on the blue side that I'm sure I'm unaware of, and or would give a pass to, 
and I got to give, I got to get better at that. But in so, <laughs> see, we're still well, going. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up a point, right? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring up a point from Republican and Democrats, where I think they, they both just miss the boat and and don't get it right, and that I necessarily don't always align with Democrats, because from a Democratic side, right, being a African American, mm-hmm. I look at the Democrats like. What have they done specifically to address, right, the African American community? And you know, and I don't, and I don't categorize. I, I keep that separate of people of color, right? I'm talking about just the African American community in terms of, you know, killings by, uh, you know, unarmed killings yeah. by police or, yeah. or whatever, right? Because none of their talking points, when you look at the the midterm elections, like no candidate specifically address anything they're doing for the black community. Yeah. And it, it boggles my mind, but they have addressed what they're doing for immigrants. They've addressed what they're doing for the, uh, you know, Mexican community, what yeah. they've done for gays, what they've done from the LBGQT, yeah. uh community. So that, that to me is always like, where is that at? And why don't they do that? Do they feel as if, if they address that specifically and head on and run like a, a platform on, uh, the African American community that they can't win a, a campaign. Right. So, I think I think you just hit it on the head right there. Unfortunately. I think, I think that, that comes from the crazy, right? I think crazy. this it was crazy. you take a look I think you're right, but like Abrams, Beto, Gillum definitely were more their were their platforms were so much more progressive than any other candidates have been ever. And the fact that they got the turnout they did hopefully encourages people to fully embrace, like, I'm not going to try to pers- per- uh, persuade a middle voter. I'm just going to embrace who I already got. Because we got more, yeah. there's more There's more blue than there is red. There's, yeah, that's just the demographics of the country. But, I, I, David, you're right. Like, I think Arian and Pacman tried to, uh, I don't have enough policy no, I'm not a policy wonk to be able to say, oh, you know, the bill they passed here or the bill they passed there. Um, well, I think Stacey, Stacey, Stacey Abrams is probably the closest because she, part of her, her her campaign and platform that she ran on was criminal justice reform, which specifically yeah. will address the, the black community. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, I think no one has taken a step further just to say, you know what, part of my platform, what I'm running on is to improve... Um, African American community and, yep. and their rights. Yep. And it's not like nobody has ever said that. And right. that drives me crazy about the Democratic side. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. you and couldn't even get a straight answer out of Barack Obama about right. that. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I, I it, that's the part of politics that I can't stand. And that's the part of the Pod Save America podcast that I get pissed off of when they start talking about this is what we need to do to win elections this is what and again it doesn't address certain things and they start talking about we need moderates or or less progressive um and they're not necessarily saying that uh pushing that but that's kind of what a a broad consensus on, on the democratic side says in order to win the 2020 election we need a candidate that is less progressive and more moderate. Mm-hmm. And and first off, I hate the word progressive. To me, it's like what? It's fucking rights or it's it's values. It's it's human beings. It's being a good person. Like this is not a progressive platform. This is being a good person. This is like common sense platform, in my opinion. But that's yeah, it's me. a give a shit about you other know, people. It's a exactly. <laughs> 
and I'm running a, uh, 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 I give a shit about you yes. platform. That, yes. That's going to yeah. be my campaign. I, gi- I give two shits. Exactly. I don't care who you are, what you are, what your religion is, I, I, where you're from, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do what I can to make your life better right. platform. That's, that's what I'm running on. And what party is going to back me on that, I don't know. And so that that's the, the frustrating thing I think about politics in general is that it is it's still so, so much about money and who's backing who and until we can somehow get money out of politics, which it will unfortunately never be the case, it's not going to ever go the way we want. Yeah. It, you're still going to have the Democrats that are still paid by uh, big corporations and Republicans are still paid by big corporations and super PACs and all this shit that they still got to tilt towards that Mm -hmm. as opposed to tilting towards or leaning towards actually doing something for the the actual majority, the actual people of this country. Hey, did you, were you guys aware, and this goes back to the, what we learned in government class, how the hell can you be an effective house of representative when you get elected and you're automatically in the reelection campaign because you only serve two years? What is the point? Did you know that? (laughs) Like, I was completely yeah. unaware of that. Maybe Has that changed since I was in Jerry Jetty's class in 1996? <laughs> like, I had no idea, man. And then you're a senator and you get six. Like, whoa. Yeah. Jesus. How are those yeah. not the, so important? You know, like, wow. But. Yeah. Anyway, I guess I should go get ready for a game tonight. Bearcats know, open this season. As we just spent the last hour on our political podcast. Uh, yeah, but we also we pubbed at least six different podcasts, right? We we got them out there. Pod Save America, Now What, Hidden Brain, In the Dark, the the Ringer podcast. Charlemagne was on there, and he's got his own, the Brilliant Idiots, right, David? That he's got Charlemagne. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, we did what we're supposed to do on Listen Up, and at the end of the day, it's our podcast. Damn it, we'll talk about what we want to talk about. That's it. <laughs> hey, we're we're just informing the people, right? We're getting the information out there. And if you want to come on and argue with us, we have the tech to merge calls now. And I'll be, I'll get to the rest stop again. And here we go. Republican to come on. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I would love to pick their brain in this format to understand why. And then just, let's just battle. (laughs) That's a great idea. Let's do it. I'm, I'm all about that, man. I've got, uh, I've got plenty of people that can call. Yeah, Kane. I feel like Kane's. I feel like Kane's got a much deeper stable of friends from the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I can. I can wrangle up some people, and, and they can come on here, and, and uh, for the first twenty minutes or so, we'll let them talk. And yep. Then we'll just go from there. You want to see me take notes? Finally, you, I'll let that format happen. Uh, let's go back to the 122 mark where you had stated, and I quote. <laughs> you know what I think is always interesting, though, is, you know, and I, and I, to a certain extent, I just think it's bullshit, is if you do have some of those views on the right wing, boy, you get shamed. Yeah. You're going to get yeah. shamed. Like, so I think a lot of them don't come out right. publicly yeah. to want to speak on it because they're going to get shamed. Right. Uh, publicly shamed. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's hard to defend. I think it's hard to defend putting babies in prison. I think it's hard. I think it's hard to rip kids from. I'm sorry. I'm getting going. Listen up, podcast. Cross the streets. See you on the other side, Ray.